Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely, talented wife, as always, Miss Southern Shell, Tyler on the board. How's everybody doing today, y'all? Good. Fantastic. Tyler, you're fresh off vacation, man. I am. I am. I uh, broke my glasses, so won't be on camera today, but <laughs> it was a heck of a time. Thank you guys for holding down the fort while I was gone. <laughs> Can you see over there? <laughs> I kind of, sort of. <laughs> They're hanging on a little bit, but. I noticed they were all taped up this morning. I just figured you had a really good vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody knocked me down at Disney World. It was uh, a heck of a time. You didn't drink one too many Borgs, did you? <laughs> yeah, one too many Borgs. <laughs> How are you guys? How was everything here? Good. It's good, good, man. We had a pretty mild spring break. The weather was horrible last week. I mean, I know we took off from the podcast, but we uh we kind of just took it easy. Really. Yeah, we went to a baseball game, saw all miss play. It was freezing. Yeah, they won. Yeah. Um, and they went on a losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about all we did. Yeah, so I was like the day I left, uh, it was I think like forty degrees or so. It was like oh, really, was really freezing. cold. You picked yeah. a good time to go to Florida. <laughs> It was, For real, it was cold last week. That's crazy. Like, I'm talking, I turned on the logs cold yeah. for spring, yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, I mean, and for Florida, it was still a little chilly. Like, there were days where it was, like, in the 60s and stuff. Like, my mom had said it had been, like, 90, 95 some days, and then we got down there, it was, like, good. But I was uh, glad when we came back, it was now 77 degrees was the high today. So yeah. It's warmed up today here, though. We're I think we're back to 70. Just in time for tornadoes. Just in time for tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, we're going to be at the Palmer home. Uh, one of the plays and, tornadoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, t- tomorrow there's like tornado warnings, <laughs> but we're going to be out there, y'all. And we're, we're cooking lunch for they have. They're having a clay shoot um, at the Palmer home for uh, it's you know raising money for the Palmer home. People in our teams, and if you you know if y'all are out there and shooting, you know, y'all get some good lunch tomorrow. So wrap up this podcast and go start Gotta cook cooking. some butts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta cook butts tonight. Uh, speaking of other announcements, we are going to Fire Dancer. Uh, our good buddy, Eric, he's got a retail shop over in Benton, Arkansas. Um, Was that outside of Little Rock, I think, a little bit? Yeah, a little outside of Little Rock. We're going to be there April 8th from 12 to 3. We'll really be there from 12 to 4, but I always advertise one yeah. hour we may there be there a little bit before twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I hate when people show up and then you, you know, yeah, you don't want to be like. Oh, what are we I gonna be doing? Go. Just hanging out with fire dancer? It's just meet and greet. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna hang out, answer barbecue questions, and talk talk about barbecue. I guess. So that's April eighth, which is actually Easter weekend, the Saturday of Easter weekend. So better Saturday. Yeah. And Friday, better Saturday than Easter. Yes, Friday, Saturday, Easter. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuff up, <laughs> I'm hanging in there today. Next weekend we'll be there. We'll be at the Hogs for the Calls down in New Orleans with Blue Plate Men. Yeah, we're aren't we Tyler, aren't we giving away some tickets to that mm-hmm. some kind of way? Yeah, I think they went live in the community yesterday and that's wrapping up by the time if you guys are hearing this, it's probably already wrapped up, so you lost your opportunity for that. But oh, it was two day passes for the uh Hawks the whole the event. Which is like almost a two hundred dollar value. Yeah. It's an that's event. That's a fun. If, it's a fun event. The weather's nice. That's a fun event. And uh, the weather looks like it'll be they have, okay. They have bands playing all day. I mean, all day bands playing. Yeah. Food, food, bands, barbecue, drinks. What more? In New Orleans. <laughs> Who needs an excuse to go to New Orleans? 
That's like There's all the best one. people to party with right there. <laughs> yeah. like, it really is. <laughs> uh, and it's usually pretty good bands. Like, you know. That's one town I could never live in. You think you would get numb to it? I think I would enjoy it too much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know. It's like, you'd look up, 20 years would be gone, or you'd have cirrhosis. <laughs> but what a way to go. What a way to go. Um, I did say that they're going to have special exclusive blue plate merch for sale. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what we're going. We're going to, or I'm going to judge the blue plate, and I guess they it, this is the first, I guess it's their first time. Blue Plate has sponsored um, one of the ancillary contests on Friday. And it's, I guess it's anything with Blue Plate or something like that. And I'm going to be one of the judges on it. So I'm excited about that. Going to hang out with the Blue Plate folks. We really never met them. We just started talking about them on the podcast and they kind of listened. So. <laughs> I mean, they're an official podcast sponsor. Yes, they are. That's how you manifest, kids. I tell you, that's exactly <laughs> how you manifest. You find something that you like, and you just talk about it. Just will it into fruition. So my mom said, "We're well, I'm on the phone with my mom, and she says, uh, why are y'all going to New Orleans again? I said, oh, we're going down there with Blue Plate. You know, we have a sponsorship with them. And, and That's probably big and, time in your family. <laughs> my mom goes, well, the, isn't that just perfect for you? I was like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks. Get the camera. <laughs> Get to call Grandma. I mean, everybody knows now. Y'all ain't going to believe this. Shells. No, that's Getting not how free she mayonnaise. meant it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> that was more like, bless her heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Blue Plate. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> Mayonnaise is a staple in our house. It's always blue plate. <laughs> well, you've always liked mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> so we just. Why couldn't you wheel something else? <laughs> yeah. Like a Mercedes sponsorship. <laughs> I don't think we're their people. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd be luckier with Ford or shit. <laughs> Built Ford tough. <laughs> a Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just uh, had a $15 contest here at the shop. You want to explain what a $15 contest is? So if y'all have been listening to the podcast, y'all know periodically, I don't know, every two or three months, we have a little inner office. quarterly. Yeah, yeah, a little inner office contest. And usually, like, I don't even know how the first one started. Do you remember what the first one was, a margarita? Chili. chili. Oh, was it chili? Because you were coming out with the new chili season. That's right. And so we said everybody was going to use that chili season in a way, in any kind of chili recipe. And you had to cook. And the winner you gets a trophy a and $100. Yeah. Last place, there's usually, I don't know, 10, 11 of us, 12 sometimes. It depends. Everybody doesn't always yeah. do it. But um, the the loser gets to pick the next contest, the parameters. And it, and it can be anything. We've done dessert. We've done drinks. We've done margar- just straight margarita. We've what else have we done? We've done dessert. Italian. We've done yep. anything in a crock pot. Yeah, yeah. Or soup or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, we did Italian. So this time, the last place, shout out Jacob, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he picked $15 budget. Anything goes, but you have to bring your receipt, and you cannot spend more than $15. And that is so much harder it than you think. It is hard. We said tax didn't count. It was tax, subtotal. Yeah. Subtotal. Um, everything you have to like if you if, if salt was in your 
one of your ingredients, you had to buy the salt. You can't, and it's got, you can't just buy a pinch of salt. You yeah. know? And that was the hard part with this. Like eggs. You, could you can't use, buy just one egg if you needed it. You could use any Killer Hogs products or any Malcolm's products. That was included. That was yeah. the only thing that was like a pantry item. Yeah. And the vessel like cooking in. So if you deep fried something, the fryer and the oil don't count against you. The method, I guess. But if it's an ingredient in the dish, it had to be on that receipt. And it made it really, really tough. So like mayonnaise, you couldn't, you know, you had to buy a jar of mayonnaise, which, you know, that's three, four bucks. Oh, easy. Meat is expensive. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. I I went with chicken. (laughs) Yeah. So what'd you do? I did my take on like a general Sal's chicken. I called it. Well, I think somebody called it Kung Pao Mao. <laughs> I, I was like call- that. <laughs> I was calling it like Colonel Malcolm's chicken. Yeah. But I found, I did found some chicken breast on sale. And I got like a pack. Of, I spent was eight bucks. Was it breast? You yeah. Breast? Yeah. I used breast. Okay. I only used thighs, but they were way more expensive. Really? Because I was like trying to make a dish and, you know, we've got 12 people here. I wanted to make sure I had enough. Yeah. That was the hard part. But my ingredients were rice, served in a better rice chicken i bought a breading mix for like two bucks i bought this asian mccormick's 30 minute marinade that was the foundation of my sauce and then i added vinegar sauce de barbecue sauce um some island fire to that cooked it down a little bit and that kind of gave me that asian sauce and then i seasoned that chicken cut my chicken up into chunks and hot sauce uh, AP and a little King Crawl and just let it kind of hang out in the fridge in a bag. And I dumped my breading in and kind of coated everything. Then I double fried it to get it kind of crispy. I like fried it for about three or four minutes. Took them out, refried them until they cooled down a little bit what and is- tossed them in that sauce and served it over rice with a little green onion. And I was $15 on the nose, tax and all. <laughs> oh, tax and all. I don't know how, like, how I got that lucky. But when I, was, I had my phone out going around Walmart now. <laughs> But I got it down. It was when I when when I when I totaled everything, it was fifteen dollars. You kept asking me, "Are you are you under fifteen dollars?" I was like, "I don't know. I'll figure." You were just out. going around grabbing stuff. <laughs> I was like, "I'll figure it out." So tell us what there. you did. Cheesy garlic bread. It was good. And see, last last night I was like, I'm probably going to be mid pack because I was like, I just don't feel like putting a lot of effort into this one. <laughs> so I did cheesy garlic bread. And I was like, I'm probably going to be middle of the pack. Then I got here this morning and saw what everybody else was doing and how much effort everybody else was putting in there. I was like, oh, I'm going to be last place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be last place. And Where I was next to last. Next to last. Yeah. I thought you were just good. I thought Jacob, I'm going to say this, Jacob was robbed in our so contest. Too. I agree. Not because he's sitting in here helping Tyler man the board, <laughs> but because, Jacob, you were literally robbed. I think they Because he did I a homemade Alfredo too. sauce with the noodles and chicken. So it was a chicken Alfredo. And I was more impressed because he, he like, kind of crafted this Alfredo sauce out of Parmesan cheese and, and cheap margarine and, I mean, yeah. you know, and milk. Because you can't buy heavy cream and you can't buy the good cheese and everything that goes into make a, you know, really good Alfredo sauce. So his was actually really, really good. I thought so, too. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I was really surprised. I kind of expected it to be me, but <laughs> I was next. So we thing, were if I had to say something bad about yours, it was a little greasy. Yeah, I like put too when much I butter. And yeah, it was like it was a lot. The, the butter and the bacon, but it tasted cheese, good. Yeah, it was a lot. It tasted good. So taquitos won. Yeah, a homemade taquito. They were so good. They were very good. I don't like taquitos. I've never had a taquito that I'm like. But when I think of taquitos, I'm thinking of the kind that come in a box. Me too. You know, it's like a frozen little bad corn shell with some 
crappy TV dinner, like meat in it, yeah. you know, and it's just, they're not nothing to them. But Cheyenne actually did the taquitos and she had smoked some chicken thighs and like shredded it, chopped it up or whatever, mixed it up with cream cheese and green onion and gringo seasoning, probably some hot sauce and like put it in a piping bag. And she had a little cast iron skillet with her oil and she rolled them and fried, man, they were, I could eat a plate of them. Yeah. They were, they were good. really good. They were good. That got my high score. It was that, I I gave, it was my favorite. Yeah, I gave. I mean, I gave a lot of fives and sixes, but hers I know was all was all sixes, and then there was one more that was all sixes that I really liked. Brian had a great because it was judged on creativity too, creativity and execution, Overall, flavor, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, everything. He did spam sushi, sushi spam. That's not what is what is it technically, Tyler? Do you remember spam masubi? Okay. Was the what it was called? It's like a Hawaiian dish, right? Yeah, it was like basic. It was basically just like sushi. It was uh, like a seaweed wrapper outside, then it had some instant white rice. Ironically, which I didn't know if it was going to pan out, and it really did. And then on the inside, he had uh, air fried some spam. That then he he coated it in like a with a little bit of teriyaki yeah. sauce mm-hmm. and then some seasoning. Like what's do you know what seasoning he put on that spam? I don't think he put any seasoning on the spam. Oh, I think just, he just AP'd the rice. Is what he did. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. That was his. His, his, I thought that was the most creative. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mark did a burger I thought was really good. He smash did a smash burger. burger. Mm-hmm. What else was there? There was an instant gumbo. Jamie did that. That's a pretty good idea. It was yeah. salty, though. That was, yeah. my... that was like a good on flavor for me, but like the creativity was a little bit lower just because I knew it was boxed. Yeah, yeah. There was a barbecue chicken flatbread pizza. And it was good. It was good. It had a lot going on it. <laughs> I don't know how you did that for fifteen dollars, but it, lot, my piece yeah. had fifteen dollars worth of cheese. It seemed like. <laughs> and then what else was there? Austin did a chicken and waffle, which was the chicken on it was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I can't. It was nine entries total. Yeah, today because yeah. not everybody entered, but uh, it was good. It was. It, I don't know if it's because of all the cheese and the carbs that were involved in all these dishes. I'm just Heavy miserable lunch. now. Well, I will say that this contest probably had more, more. Clo- it was closer than any other than the ones yeah. I've judged because everything was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, everything was really good, really. And you had the creativity factor yeah, into yeah. it. But it's I mean, hard. There was to- no margarita, but <laughs> <laughs> we had some bad margaritas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was it was a good contest. I'm glad I didn't just walk into the store yesterday and go buy a bunch of ingredients and stuff and then come back and try to like beat anybody because there's no way it would have happened. But if I had entered, I think your like pig shots would have been a good foundation. Yeah, that would have been a good one. It wouldn't have been as good as the ones you made because you kind of had to buy cheaper ingredients. Like I don't think you could buy country peas and sausage or anything like that. But I think you could have built your foundation. The pickles would have been free. The barbecue sauce in the cup on top yeah. would have been free. Uh, so you just would have had to buy bacon, some like cheaper links of sausage, and, and cream cheese, some cream cheese. Yeah, that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been a bad idea, really. Yeah, that was my idea going into it, but I didn't get to practice or anything like that. So it was hard coming up with a fifteen dollar idea. I was it's it's do, a lot harder than you think. Yeah, I was going to do um, bacon grilled cheese, but I couldn't get the bread, the mayonnaise, everything, the butter, the cheese. For oh, I had worked bucks. out a whole bunch of different ideas. And I would go <laughs> yeah. to the app. I was doing Aldi's app, Walmart's app, and Kroger's app, trying to piece the recipe together that I could get everything subtotal fifteen dollars, and it was way harder because I, I mean, I had it in my mind I was going to make a really good uh, smoked mac and cheese, you know, but I, I couldn't do it. I mean, you I guess got- I could have went box, but 
you were trying you talked about doing a barbecue a pulled pork sandwich i was could, yeah i was trying to find a, pork a butt on sale i was gonna buy a pork butt and a thing of buns and then i had all the ingredients to go with it yeah but i couldn't find one cheap enough it's, it's tough. It's tough. I, I think it was a good idea for a contest because it required you to put so much extra effort into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a great idea. And you had to cap the amount you spent on it. So so you won 100 bucks in a trophy, though. So Cheyenne got that going. Yeah. And then Jacob passed on to you the responsibility to. I'm all about it. One, so. Pick the next I'm contest. Yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be yet, but. You're not going to name it yet? I got to think about it. <laughs> and you got dead, next to dead last, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I didn't. The one that really hurt me was the door decorating contest that I should have won. Oh, yeah. That I lost yeah. to Mark. <laughs> that one bothered me. <clears throat> this yeah. one, <laughs> I understand. Well, I, I think if I had to pick, Jacobs was better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Y'all went great together. <laughs> yeah, no, it really would. Those two together would have been great. You'd have had an Italian dinner. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Chicken fettuccine Alfredo with the garlic, with the cheesy garlic bread. So um, our new filming studio, we're still working on that. How far along still are we? Still working on it? I'd say, I don't know. It's uh, the bricks are almost done. On The, the exterior brick's done. They're going to brick some walls for me on the inside. That's going to be kind of back behind the film areas. We're going to do brick walls. Instead of doing like an upper cabinet, we're going to do just like some floating shelves and stuff. They've sheetrocked uh, everything on the inside, so it's ready really? for trim. Ready for trim. So are we in the dry? Um, Is well, that what they call it. They have to. It's. I mean, the windows are in and the front door's on, but the back door that goes from like the cooking area to the filming area, you have to. He's having to wait on installing that door because it's got to be. We're like doing a lap siding outside, a wood siding kind of, oh, okay. like a tongue and groove stuff. I think it is. And I think he, he told me that he had to do that before he can actually put that door on. So technically, it's not in the dry. But I mean, we still got they still got to do the screens because I'm screening in the whole the whole outdoor area to make it fly proof. That's gonna be. So and then I'm putting like a mechanical screen that goes up and down like on a remote to roll stuff in and out. One screen is going to be almost like a garage. It's not a garage door. It's a it's a screen door that goes from the slab all the way up. You know. And how wide is it? Wide enough to push an outlaw? Oh, yeah. Outlaw through? I would say it's six foot wide, probably. Yeah. Definitely wide enough. I wanted it wide enough that I could put anything in there I want. Because So I'm really not doing, like, we're building a permanent like film bar. Like, you know, if you see me standing behind a bar, that's going to be permanent. But everything else in there, I wanted to be able to change it out. So I'm not doing, like, a fixed fancy cabinets or anything. Actually... Actually, I talked to uh, the Gorilla guys yesterday about their they have they have these modular outdoor kitchen like cabinets with a, one of them's like got like a sink and a refrigerator in it. They've got like a corner piece. And they got they're different all like size stainless, cabinets. aren't they? It's like a stainless look with the ceramic top, I believe it is, or porcelain okay. top. So it's like a black slate looking top. They look really good, and I like them because you know if I decide I don't want it in there, I can take it out and I can reach you know I can change everything up. We plumbed it. To hook a sink up, so all I really have to do is tie a sink in, like hook it up to the drain and the water supplies, and that's it. So, but like if you were moving a cooker in or replacing oh, yeah. a cooker and it's two inches too long, or I can move can move around. Move yeah, 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 that's really kind of a better option. It really is. I mean, I didn't you. want a bunch of permanent stuff. Like, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people they put like a really nice 
gas grill and then they'll do like the flat top built in or they might do, you know, a fryer built in or warming drawers. I don't really need, I'm not going for that look. I'm going for functional really. Yeah. For what we're doing. So. Yeah. But I mean, if you built something in, in two years, it might be out of date or broke or. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to have a gas grill, but that's not in my plan right now to put a gas grill. I definitely don't want like a permanent. Like a lot of these fancy outdoor kitchens, they'll brick in or, you know, they'll yeah. they'll put a gas grill in there. And that's just, or I can even see doing, a, you know, maybe a pellet grill, but I'm not, you know, I want to be able to use all different kinds of stuff. That's the way I like to cook. So And wheel it in and out. Yeah. And wheel it in and out, move it around if I need to. So I'm, I'm probably going to get, I know that I'm going to have a stick burner back there to be an outlaw of some type. I'm going to have um, a pellet grill, probably have the grill. I know I'll have the grill of pellet grill. But I may have two pellet grills. I use pellet grills all the time. And then I'll have the Weber. I want to take my Crank It Up Santa Maria grill in there. Uh, I want to have a, a double fryer cool. in there. Because right now that Crank It Up grill is just in the back. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Just sitting back there. And, and I don't ever get to use it because it's at the shop. But if I had it down there, I would use that thing a lot. Yeah. You know? So I'm excited about it. If you had a gas grill, what would you use it for? I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I mean, I guess you cook burgers, maybe you know, vegetables, stuff like that. But could you cook that on the pellet grill? Yeah, if you, you really could like firing up charcoal. You really could. I mean, gas grill is convenient. I mean, I mean, a lot of people love them. I mean, there's a huge market. It's probably a bigger market for propane grills than there are charcoal grills. Really? I don't know. Oh, that's a Weber's got to outsell yeah. gas grills. Just the price. Maybe I don't know. I'm all researched. Huh? Do it. Well, I mean, well, the only reason why I say that because I've been to like the, the hearth patio show or the hardware show, and there there wasn't a lot of charcoal grill manufacturers there. That's true. But there was everybody was selling gas. Grill two or three dozen <laughs> gas grill manufacturers there, and these weren't no low end Home Depot mm-hmm. models either. These are you know high dollar grass grills. It was that time of research, what was and the most was, expensive grill to buy? And it was, yeah, it was like, like a gas grill. Yeah, it was a yeah. Gas, like yeah. 30 grand or That's something right. like that. Yeah. Crazy. Was it one of those blaze or something? It was something. I, I remember looking them up. There yeah. were some crazy prices on some of those. Um, this would be a great time to talk about Blue Plate and how it is the best mayo on the planet. Why is it the best mayo <laughs> on the planet, show? Because it's made in New Orleans. And you grew up eating it, right? Yeah. Same <laughs> recipe since 1927. That's right. It's right there on the bottle. <laughs> on every bottle. You know what I'm digging, though? That hot and spicy mayo. We yeah. had an extra bottle of it, and we took it to the house. I've been putting that stuff on everything. <laughs> yeah. I had a hot dog with it earlier in the week. Have <laughs> you ever had a hot dog with spicy uh, mayo? No. Oh, it's it's good. I heard, I, I heard from my little birdie source that they're having a little bit of trouble with the manufacturing of it. So if what? you're not seeing it on store shelves yet, <laughs> just bear with us. But when you do get to try it, it'll be freaking awesome. It'll be worth the wait. Worth yeah. the wait. And I think they're serving it up at that uh, when y'all go down there for the cause. For for yeah. Y'all want to try it? Come by the tent. So talk about some of the recipes you've done here lately. Well, before we went to... What do you want to talk about first? I'm trying to remember the last one, the deep fried rib one hit yeah. on TikTok. That was a, it's uh, I've done, you know, I, you know, actually who showed me that first, a version. Oh, who? Do you want me to guess? Yeah, I was getting you to guess. <laughs> um, Mark Lambert. That's exactly right. We were at Memphis and May and they were, they wanted, I don't even know, I guess they were cooking ribs for the public. He just wanted something else to do with them. But what he did, was, when we cooked, 
He probably had a these Memphis and May or yeah. NBN style contests. We cook baby back ribs, and we always cut the racks down to like nine or ten bones, and so you have these outside edges bones. Well, they would take those and cut them into single bone pieces, and it would drop. You know, rack of ribs like thirteen bones. You'd always have two or three bones left over, and so they would uh, batter them and then drop them in the deep fryer. And then when they come out, they toss them in tiger sauce and butter, which tiger sauce was an old uh, rib wrap sauce that people were. That was like, you know, back in the day, that was in the recipe. I remember. Had to put how tiger you, sauce in the wrap. How would you describe tiger sauce? Um, A buttery spice? It's not buttery. It's like a, it's almost like a pepper sauce. Okay. It's, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of Asian-y a little bit, Um, but it's not too Asian-y. I mean, you know, it's, it's good. It's like it a. spicy? Yeah, it's like. A not as sweet Captain Rodney, so it's got that chili. It's got that chili flavor okay. to it. Mm-hmm. Then it's got a sweetness to it. And then it also has vinegar to it too, because it's like a vinegar type sauce. So, so it's hitting all the notes. Yeah, it's hitting all wrap. the notes just to give your wrap some savory sweet heat. Yeah, it's basically what it is with a little chili flavor. But it makes a great like uh, wing sauce or tossing something fried in, and that's why I'm, that's what Mark would do it. They would toss it in that. With like I don't know how much the ratio, probably stick a butter and bottle it to a tiger sauce and toss these deep fried ribs in it. And so it was raining the last day we filmed TikTok recipes before Tyler went out of town. Um, and it was our only day to it was the only day to film. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do some inside stuff. And so deep fried ribs come to mind. We had a couple of racks of ribs in the freezer. I thawed them out. Um, just let them sit overnight in the refrigerator. Pulled the membranes off the back. Got my knife out. Cut them all into one bone pieces. Seasoned them with a little bit of AP on all sides. Got me three or four cups of flour in a big Ziploc bag and put me some AP in that, season that flour. And then just started t- tossing four or five of those ribs in that flour, shaking it around, dusting off the excess, and putting it back in a little braised rack until they were all floured. And I heated me up some peanut oil, 350 degrees in my little double basket fryer right there on the <laughs> bar in the kitchen. And, uh, man, I fried them ribs up, and they were dang good. They were very good. Like, they're good by themselves, and it's not like a barbecue rib. These aren't fall off the bone. It's more akin to if you've ever ate fried pork chop that your mama or grandmama cook, and it always had the bone-in pork chop, that's all that is. with the, You know, it's the same meat, same rib bone. It tastes, so it like, tastes like fried pork chop. It tastes like you're gnawing on the... Yeah, the best part of a pork chop, because yeah. it cooks all that marrow out, and you get the flavor on it, and there's meat all the way around it. Uh, so it's they're really good, but to take them to another level, you got to toss them in a sauce. So I did my version of um, it's kind of a sweet uh, Asian Thai, sweet Thai Asiany spicy sauce. Um, so I start out with a bottle of Frank sweet Thai chili, not a bottle, like a cup of it. You get sriracha for some extra heat, get some sweetness. Uh, because of the sweet Thai chili sauce. Um, I don't remember exactly everything I threw in and I did the recipe up, but I got this recipe from my buddy Jim that would do wings this way. And I, so that's how I kind of knew that it would be good on these deep fried ribs. I mean, it's got, of course, it's got a little sesame oil in it. It's got a little soy sauce in it. It's got some ginger in it. It's got some chopped up uh, little red uh, chili peppers in it to give it some heat. It's got some fresh cilantro in it little rice vinegar kind of to give it some acidity, kind of balance everything out. And you don't cook the sauce. You just whisk it all up, and then it's good to toss anything that you fry in, just like that tiger sauce would be. I didn't put any butter in it. I didn't think it needed it because it kind of stands on its own. It's yeah. a really it's a really good, sweet, heat, Asian-flavor sauce. 
So I tossed those in it. That was, uh, that's an excellent little easy recipe. If you ever have like rib trimmings or anything like that, or if you just want to fry some chicken wings and toss them in that sauce. Um, how long did it take to fry the ribs? Oh, like 10, 11 minutes. I mean, it, I didn't even temp them. I just kind of, when they quit, it's almost like when they quit frying, you know, I mean, when you put them something in hot oil like that, it just goes to frying. And then it kind of slows down. And then when it kind of just, just bubbling a little and they're kind of floating, that's done. I don't worry about. And they were juicy. I mean, they were, they were juicy. They were pretty tender. Yeah. I mean, it's like pork chop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to describe it. it. I wouldn't describe it as tough at all. It wouldn't yeah. like fall off the bone. You know what would be good like that? The boneless country style ones. I like because the bone. I like no. <laughs> you like, I mean, I do too. But that would be a good little try. bite. Yeah. yeah. And I'm about tempted to do smoked pork belly bites. Don't do much to them all, like salt and pepper. Cut them up into cubes. Get them, but don't. What cook, do you mean? Like you're gonna pork belly burn ends. Okay. But don't really season them barbecue or anything. Just put you know like salt and pepper on them, AP or something. Cook them to where they're rendered down and they're tender. You know. Not falling apart, and then let them cool. Toss them in the batter like the same way I did seasoned flour, and flash fry them, and then toss them in that Asian sauce too. I think that would be just an ultimate pork bite. I think that'd be so good because you're getting the smokiness <laughs> from it, and you yeah. can do, and you're letting that yeah, pork belly render. I've seen people do ribs that now I've never tried like to, to deep fry a smoked rib, but I've seen people mm-hmm. like take ribs and cut them, smoke them in the rack, and then cut them up, and then. Fry them. I just, and I imagine they're pretty good. I've never tried them, but well, I've had fried pork belly before, and a lot of times it doesn't render because the fat's not rendered. Yeah, and so it's not. It's doesn't have that pork belly softness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would be just flash frying it just to get it crispy because it's already cooked and tender. But like, so if you put pork belly in deep in oil like that, just raw, it's gonna before you get it cooked down, it's really gonna be a crackling. Yeah. It's going to pop the skin. You know, the fat's going to get rendered. It's going to render down, turn into more oil, and then you're just going to have this. I mean, they're, some of them are hard. Some of them are kind of chewy. But it's not like the bite I'm talking about. I'm talking about a meaty, just a crispy bite almost. No, I thought that the um, – I liked them before you tossed them in the sauce. I liked them just, just plain. plain. Yeah, just I like mean, like the sauce chop. took it to another level, but mm. – and you can do any kind of sauce you want. If you got a favorite wing sauce, man, play with them. Yeah, you could do them just like wings. Toss yeah. them in. But it could be buffalo. It could be. I don't know about garlic parm, but yeah, but it wouldn't be bad. Barbecue jerk. Yeah, would be Ooh, good. Jerk would be good. Um, I thought it was uh, like a would be a perfect dish for like a high end sports bar to have <laughs> the option. Deep yeah, fried yeah, rib, yeah, tossed in a sauce. Heck yeah! You also did a Borg. <laughs> I did do a board. <laughs> Explain. Blackout it. Rage Gallon. Doesn't that sound like something I would like? Blackout Rage Gallon. I'm not like in the mood of sharing. I just want a gallon of alcohol. And It's I'm not a whole gallon it. of alcohol. No, it makes a gallon, gallon quantity. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a fifth of vodka. So what I do, and this is not, I mean, this is college kids right now. If you go on TikTok, they're all over it. And I guess they, what do they start doing that so nobody could roofie them or something? Yeah, like you so got your own drink, you're not drinking. Like when I was in college, germs. we we made hunch punch or hooch. Yeah. And it would just be somebody had an old garbage can. And, it was, and I, I guess it started out as a new garbage can one day, <laughs> but it was always like the party punch garbage can, you know, and it just traveled around. 
We used it's, a cooler. Oh, uh, yeah. A cooler, like an igloo cooler. I've used those, like the job site coolers with the little spigot. Those I've were used too those. expensive. We had to buy the cheap one yeah. and just open the thing up and close it real quick. Oh, really? <laughs> you know like on the, the drain hole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it I guess that's one way. Oh, no. Who's ever house had the hooch? was destroyed. Yeah, there was there sticky was, crap, fruit punch, and just fermented fruit. All I mean, it smelled like it for a week. And to as, the next party. <laughs> we fired it back up. As the hooch like got lower and lower, you'd have to like just add stuff to it yeah. to keep it going. And then oh, it yeah. got... Oh, there was one when I was at Ole Miss. There was one that had been passed around for years. It was like somebody oh, God, kept... Like a starter? Kept, yeah, you had, it was the starter hooch. <laughs> oh, no. And that was the thing. To start the next batch, you had to have some of the last batch. And it was like... I mean, it wasn't just like kept somebody's truck, the toolbox or it something. It probably was yeah. at some point. I'm no, sure. it was in a... It was, so we always put it in the refrigerator. So we'd like have mm-hmm. a, you know, a plastic Hawaiian punch jug of hooch in the refrigerator that was for the next, next party. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But that one was what way different than a Borg. Yeah. Borg's the same concept, but individual service. It's, it's your individual hooch. <laughs> of that, the big, you know, the big hunch punch, you thought you probably did drink about a gallon before the night was over. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've been, been there many nights. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, so the Borg, you start out with a gallon of water. You could buy spring water, you could buy distilled, whatever you want, but the just the old cheap 98-cent gallon from Kroger did the job for me. Which is better for you than yeah. fruit punch. We used to use, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I see fruit punch, yeah. But uh, you pour out half of that, and you replace it with the fifth of your favorite vodka. I use Tito's. Because you're Pour fancy. that back in there, because I'm fancy. <laughs> Tito's ain't fancy, is it? <laughs> I don't know. And then you have to, to keep the hangover at bay, because right now we've just got water and vodka. <laughs> half and half, pretty much. Yeah. Actually, I guess it is half and half. It's not it's quite 30, half and half, A, a it? fifth's about not quite 32 ounces, I guess. So it's about three quarters, maybe. But anyway, you put in a packet of liquid IV to combat the hangover the next day. And it gives you a little energy. And then you use your favorite Mio. I used the Green Thunder, which was a, <laughs> it's like a green apple flavor, I, I guess so. it would say, yeah. close to it. Little sour, really. You know, it's got some sweet, but this is like, this is low carb now. We're not putting sugar in this. Yeah. There's no high fructose corn syrup in this drink, but it's got caffeine. It's got the energy part to it. It's got your electrolytes to it. Probably has some other stuff to get your heart racing, like they put in all <laughs> that herbal stuff. Like what's in that energy? Just like taurine or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Loaded like with B12. So basically, it's going to get you drunk, get you hopped up, and then keep you from getting hung over the next day. <laughs> Until and if you drank the whole, I mean, I don't know. Fifth of vodka wouldn't make me black out. <laughs> what kind of lightweights <laughs> fifth of vodka black about? Some, somebody in the comment section said that the liquid IV is actually, there's some science behind it that counteracts with the Tito's. That's what gets you super drunk. Oh, oh really? really? Was it kicking in? Yeah. So it's apparently is also really? the hangover, but there's some science with the liquid IV and the Tito's. Huh. That gets you super blacked out. Drunk. So you're not supposed to mix liquid IV with your bees? I guess not. That's what they were saying in the comment section. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I got to research that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't need it. I can get blackout drunk <laughs> half the bottle of Tito's. So. <laughs> with the Borg still in our fridge. Or, Some uh, of it. The beer fridge. 
Yeah. Like that's the. Fun. I didn't drink the whole thing. I mean, it was it was, it was a Wednesday, <laughs> like yeah. at, at noon. On, <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, I poured me a glass. But of I it. did do like so. I did another video we didn't release. It was a infused vodka video, and by the time that got done, and I was doing, I don't know what I do, two shots of it back yeah. to back, like in healthy shots. And then I chugged a bunch of that pork <laughs> with the energy stuff in it. I was feeling pretty good that afternoon. <laughs> but I also did those air fried chicken drumsticks. They hadn't come out yet. Well, that's to, to be coming. To be coming. I know y'all have seen them. I wanted to try. I did those as like to see if they're all the rage, but it was like a butterfly chicken drumstick. In the air fryer. In the yeah. air fryer. Those were good. We did crawfish. That's yes. the big one. That was um, so. It was just my version of a easy, simple one pot method with all your sides in the pot. Bag of crawfish. It's crawfish season, y'all. Get you some. <laughs> Have you seen that? I saw a TikTok the other day where he was talking about the seasons of the South. Yeah, it's like summer football, <laughs> tornado, deer, summer hunting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, deer season. And then, and then it's crawfish, yeah. Duck season. We're in crawfish right Super now. Bowl season <laughs> yeah. and, and then crawfish season, yeah. You get winter. And then you get spring. Fake fall. Yeah, <laughs> fake fall. I agree so, with that. So we're in crawfish season right now. We're in now. crawfish season right now, which, you know, you might have tornadoes. You might have sunny weather. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's hard to play in a crawfish bowl this time it of is, year. This time of year it is. Prices have come down, though. I'm saying 285 a pound, which is not bad for this time of year. 285 a pound? Pre-Easter. Usually they go down after Easter. So, so how much is our lowest a, prices. How much is a sack of crawfish? Just say 285 usually about 30 I mean, you're going to spend, you know, right at 90 bucks right now. How many people will a sack of crawfish feed? Um, I usually, like if I'm cooking crawfish for a crowd, for people, I figure four pounds a person. Four pounds a person? Yeah. So you say a 32-pound sack, eight people, that would be, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying eight people. Most of the time, people don't eat four pounds, but that's kind of what you figure because women usually don't. Yeah. But then I have seen some women stand there and could eat a sack. <laughs> yeah. So usually. Usually you have somebody that's not eating a lot and then yeah. somebody that is that's taking up the way sack. The way I do them, like, I'm part of the cleanup crew. That's it, it always never fails because as you're cooking the crawfish, you know, you're cooking them, you're getting your water right, you're tasting the soak. So you eat a few before you ever serve them. And then when you get them all cooked up and you serve them, usually by that point, you don't want to sit down and eat anything as you've cooked and, you know, drink a few beers, you're going to drink a few more beers. And then at the end of the night, whatever crawfish is left, that's when the cleanup crew comes in. You either got to peel them or you got to eat them. So that's, that's what we do. Yeah. If you have any left over. Yeah, if you have any left over. But this one-pot method, it's the easiest way to cook crawfish I know. Now, you need a crawfish pot. That's And I wouldn't get I wouldn't want one any smaller than an 80-quart. You know, these turkey pots, they're not going to work. You're not a crawfish cook if yeah. you're cooking crawfish in a turkey pot. <laughs> you don't probably don't know what you're doing. I can't even but, imagine how much you could cook in a turkey pot. I mean, you cook five Have you, or six pounds. Yeah, oh yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Before I learned how to cook crawfish, yeah. that's what we have. Dad's turkey pot. I don't even know if it had a strainer. We just had to scoop everything out with like a spider. Yeah. You could cook about, you can go get five, and the crawfish people probably hated you when you did that. I just need Let me get five. 10 pounds alive. Yeah. What do you want, a third of a sack? Or, I mean, how yeah. yeah. So if you're not buying them by the sack, if you're going to cook a whole sack, you might as well do it at one batch. Uh, we start out by cleaning our crawfish. I mean, I guess everybody calls it purging. 
you really don't purge them. Purging is when you put put something like in something and clean it, really clean it out. And you don't really do that. But when people say that, you know, you put them in water, put salt on them, and that's going to purge them. That's going to clean all their digestive tract. No, it's going to kill them. Don't do it. It don't. It doesn't do anything for them. That's been proven. So what we're really doing is washing them. And the reason why you want to wash them is because they come out of nasty, I'm not going to say nasty water, but they live in the mud. They're mud bugs. That's, you know, that's what they're known as. They come out of these rivers and creeks and ponds and stuff like that, living on the bottom. So they got mud and dirt on them when they scoop them up out of these nets. So some of that goes with them. And so you don't want to just throw that in your crawfish. If you dump them straight from the sack to in your crawfish bowl, you're putting mud and dirt and all that stuff in there, and it's going to be gritty. It's going to mm-hmm. taste bad. And you can and I, tell. And I'm sure everybody's been to a crawfish bowl where they've done that because some of these processors say, oh, we, you know, we pre-wash them to where you don't have to. Well, I've bought those and they're never clean. They may be a little cleaner than, you know, Uncle Joe that goes and gets you a sack yeah. out of the, the ditch somewhere, but they're not, they're not clean. All they're doing is rinsing them with water, you know, spraying the sack down or something. It's not really getting them good and clean. But what we do, we have a big tub. It's called a crawfish washer. I mean, you could use whatever you want. But I like this crawfish washer. It's basically, I don't know, probably a 100-quart tub or something like yeah. that. You dump your sack of crawfish in there. You, It's got a drain on the uh, bottom, and then it's got a water hook hose hook up on the side. And it's got this like little aerator thing that makes the water spray out and shoot around the side. Once you fill it up with water, you pull the drain plug, and you turn the water on on the, the side of it. So it's constantly putting fresh water in, letting nasty, dirty, brown, muddy water drain out the bottom. And then whatever debris was in there, because, you know, it scoops up grass and, you know, dead fish. I found snails. I found all kinds of stuff in a sack of crawfish. But a lot of that stuff will float or circulate around. And as the as you're doing that, that water starts running clean, crystal clean. And you can see all the – you can see anything in it, so you can easily scoop it out. It's spilling over the top a little bit, so some of that stuff is floating to the top, spilling over. Your dirty water's coming out, and you just run it 20, 25 minutes until it's clean. And the water should be, at the end of the day, that water is crystal clear. When you pick a crawfish up out of it, it doesn't look muddy anymore. It's not dirty, and they're perfectly alive and healthy. I mean, it's circulating. They look like they're having fun. It's like Yeah. looks like they're having fun in there, riding around in circles. Wee. I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so after you do that, um, and usually what I'll do is I'll go ahead and have my water in my crawfish pot. So like I said, you want an 80-quart pot minimum. Get that about halfway full of water because you don't want to put too much in there. It'll boil over. And, you know, I would err on the side of under half before I go over half because that's you can always add. It's hard to take away. But once you put your water in there, go ahead and start getting it hot. Set it on your burner. Start bringing it up to temp. Dump your uh, crawfish seasoning in. There's a bunch of good ones. I got my King Craw, crawfish and crab bowl, dry powder. But you could use, I mean, Louisiana's, Adirondacks. There's all kinds of good ones out there. Just get you some seasoning in there. Four or five I, pounds? Yeah, four, yeah, per pot. Yeah. Usually usually it's four. I mean, mine's a five-pound pot. That's what we've kind of worked out and always to get the right taste on a, on a pot. But some of them say use four. Uh, you could add them, I and they make liquid concentrate. You could use some of that too. But the whole purpose of getting that pot seasoned right is so you don't have to sprinkle anything on these crawfish once they're done. Nothing like, you know, peeves me off more. Then season somebody taking crawfish bowl seasoning and dumping it all over crawfish once they get in the cooler because they don't have no flavor and they think they're doing something to it. You know, you're not getting any juice. The juice ain't changing on the inside. The tail, all you're doing is putting it on the outside. 
it's getting on your hands and it's going to burn your lips. It's going to make your hands burn. It's like taking a pork butt and yeah, getting dumping, it completely cooked. Yeah, and then dumping season. All that. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. do that either, you know. But so that's why I put so I mean, much stuff in the pot. So I get lemons, onions, a little vinegar, a little stick of butter, my seasoning. I get that right. Bring it to a bowl. And sometimes uh, I'll bring it to a bowl a couple of times, like cut it off, let it cool down, bring it, but concentrating those flavors. So but what you, is the but bowl I this and process day? It just kind of steeps it. Like you think okay. about making tea and letting it settle and draw out more flavors and kind of, you know, doing its thing. That's what it's doing. Okay. So once you get your pot right and, you know, fresh, uh, I say fresh lemons, I always squeeze a bunch of fresh lemon. Yeah, you too. hadn't yet, but yeah. So I throw in my lemons, my garlic, uh, my onions, um, and my potatoes to get started because they need a little bit extra time. I use these little new potatoes, little red potatoes. Just throw those in the pot, set your timer for 10 minutes, let it boil. Lately, you've been throwing in a can of the jalapenos. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually learned that from Stel Cracker. He did that when he came down um, for one of our events here at the shop. And he's like, man, y'all ever put the jalapenos in? I said, no, I never have. But it's just the kind you find on like the Hispanic aisle at the grocery store. I don't know what brand, or Ortega maybe, or Herdez her or something, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a red can. can. Yeah, a red can. Of, it's got little carrots and stuff. It's delicious. And they're not super hot. Well, I say they're not super. I have had some of them that'll light you up. <laughs> some, but most of the time they're eating, you know, yeah. jalapenos. Sometimes they'll burn you up. But juice and all goes in the in the pot. Do you think Just, that gives a little vinegar too? Gives it some vinegar element because yeah. they're you know it's a pickled jalapeno. But um, after I get the potatoes boiling ten minutes, I'll throw in my sausage and mushrooms. Let that go about five minutes because it don't take them long. So you put that stuff in first. Yeah, bring it to bring your pot to a good boil. Add your onions, your potatoes, your lemons, your garlic. Let that go 10 minutes. Throw in lid your so- on? Yeah, usually I put the lid on just because yeah. it keeps it rolling. Steam popping, you know, coming out, water rolling bowl. And then throw in the sausage and mushrooms and go five minutes. So we're 15 minutes into the bowl. And then the crawfish go in that you've cleaned. And, you know, you drain, they're drained, they're clean. You dump them in the pot. Then you kind of, it's going to take it a minute. It's not going to immediately boil when you drop the crawfish. So that's what that's when people I think mess up a little bit. They start their timer too soon. You've got to get those crawfish in there, and then get the lid back on, and let that pot come back to a boil. Now, depending on the kind of burner you have, it it could go fast. It could take a few minutes, but you want to see it starting to steam out the lid. And when you open the lid up and peek, you've got bubbles coming up. It's, it's starting to boil. That's when you start your timer. And this time of year, you know, if you read if you read about cooking crawfish, sometimes it takes three minutes, sometimes it takes five minutes, sometimes it takes seven minutes. Well, it depends on where that crawfish is in its life cycle, where you what how time uh, how much time you want to give that because of the hardness of the shell. See, crawfish shells go they molt, so that means they're always every year they're growing a new shell. They're gonna you know so they're they're really soft this time of year. Their shell's new, they've molted, and so. Is that why it is early in the season? season? Yeah, early in the season. They're hard enough to eat now, but they're still softer. So if you boil them too long, they're going to go to mush. And so that's why a three-minute boil is fine. Now, I have had crawfish as early as Super Bowl, like, you know, end of January, 1st of February, where you didn't even bring them back to a bowl. You just throwed them in the hot water, and you turned it off, and you just let them soak because the shell is so soft. And later in the season, you might have to boil them seven minutes. Some of them you might even have to boil ten minutes if it's some big old hard shell crawfish, and it's you know Memorial Day or right after, because crawfish season goes usually until yeah. about the second week of June, 
And by that time, though, the shells have gotten yeah, so once hard. May yeah, comes. yeah. I don't like to eat the super hard ones. They tear your hands up. You don't get you don't get near as much it's flavor in the crawfish because the shell's too hard. That's what stops crawfish season. And it's harder to keep them alive because it's hotter, you know. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah. that. I don't like them because, like you said, there is no flavor in them, oh, yeah. less flavor in them, and then it's just way too much work to get that meat. That's right. So just know that if you're, you know, pre-Easter, you're going to be probably around three minutes bull. After Easter till you know, probably about mid-May, they're going to be about a five-minute bull. Anything after that, probably about seven minutes. And then you shut your fire off. And they're not done there. They're going to be so mild there, they're not going to have much flavor at all. And you can actually taste one. Pull one out and taste it. See how, and watch how it changes. They're done. They're done. They're cooked. They just don't have all the flavor in them. Everything's floated up to the top. They're super hot. Well, what I do is I take the lid off at that time and I throw my frozen corn in. Now, if, if you use fresh corn, go ahead and throw it in too, but it's not going to do anything to help you chill your pot. But using those little corn tots, that's what you told me. You looked yeah. them up. That's what they're, they're called. called- it's like little nugget. Pots. Yeah, it's like a little fourth of a cob. Yeah. And they're perfect they're for crawfish. Three, nobody wants to eat the whole inches. big. Yeah, nobody wants to eat a whole, you know, whole corn. I want to have a little bite of corn to go with everything. You I know? personally like taking the frozen tots and cutting those in half. So you only have like an inch and a half worth of corn. Yeah. So you can eat it this direction instead of trying to eat it that oh, direction. Gotcha. Yeah, it's easier to eat. Yeah, much easier. That makes sense. It doesn't get all and on your. Corn goes a little further. Corn goes a little farther. You don't waste as much. Yeah. Yeah. But once you put that corn in there, you get your paddle, and you just kind of gently start folding your crawfish. You're bringing the ones on the bottom up to the top and taking them top ones down. And what that's doing is kind of aerating that water a little bit, cooling it off, your lid's off of it. And you want to do that for, you know, four or five minutes. But set another timer because we're going to go 45 minutes. But I want you to try them right there at different times so you can see how the flavor is. For a mild crawfish, you know, you want 20 minutes, something like that. For anybody, you got people that sometimes will go and your mom, for instance, she wants some, you know, she don't want any heat on them at all. She wants some crawfish. Well, I'll take her out a pound or two she right off the bat. She just needs four. Yeah. yeah she don't want a pound. <laughs> but if you got people that don't want them super spicy or flavorful, pull them out and then keep letting them soak. Stir them a little bit more. 30 minutes, try one again. You'll start seeing that head's got some juice in it now. They're starting to sink. Tail's got flavor. Another 15 minutes, them juggers are right. Their heads, everything's sunk. You know, you may have a straggler or two floating at the top, but most stuff's sitting on the bottom. The pot started to cool down. Your head's full of juice. That's why it's making it heavy and sink. The tail's got plenty of flavor. They'll still tail out really easy, but you don't have to do anything to them. There's no adding any seasoning. There's no more flavor needed. It's all in that crawfish, and that's what a 45-minute soak does. I have let them soak as long as an hour and a half, just sitting there messing with them and trying them. There comes a point to where, you know, it cools off too much, and, you know, they're not going to be warm anymore. So 45 minutes is about perfect for me. Then I'll throw them in just a Coleman cheap cooler we get at Walmart. It's perfect for a sack. I don't know what that – that's a – Island Breeze. Island Breeze party cooler. They used to be $17. I think they're in 24. They're the perfect cooler for a crawfish bowl because they, they hold a sack. We use them for everything. Yeah. But you keep them in there and they'll stay warm for several hours. And we usually get a big metal ice scoop and that's how you serve them. Get you some to-go boxes and they're, you know, good to go. You also do some crawfish wings. I do. So to get... If I want maximum flavor in my crawfish This isn't a requirement. No, it's not. This is just a cool little add-on. It is. But when we were working on crawfish recipes and wanting to make the absolute best, 
we started playing with that and chicken broth or chicken stock to our pot to give it a richness. So when you tasted it, it wasn't just water in there. You know, you were adding something to it. And so we got the idea to boil some chicken in there and kind of make pull our own stock from it. So I said, why not do wings? Because you can put the you can put, you know, when you're getting your pot ready, bring it up to a boil, you've added your dry season, some of your other ingredients, go ahead and throw some wings in there. Let that fat render underneath the skin. You're not cooking them to pieces. They're only in there for 15 minutes, but they're pulling out essence of chicken yeah. into your pot. And then you've got the advantage of those wings starting to cook in that crawfish seasoning. So they're pulling some seasoning into them. Well, then you take them up. They're not done. I mean, I never took the internal temperature of them because I knew I was going to smoke them. Yeah. So I just get them out of there. And I'm sure they're probably 150, 145 degrees, something like that. What's the temp? I mean, what's the time on the bowl? Like 15 minutes is all. Um, You know, just long enough to really render that fat underneath the skin. And what that does, that lets them get crispier at a lower temp on a grill. Because you've took that fat out from under them. So what I'll do is I'll take them out and put them on a little raised rack in a pan. Let them dry, air dry, just for a few minutes. It doesn't take them long. Hit them with a little cooking spray and season them with a little my Cajun seasoning. You could use whatever you wanted on that. Then they go right on a 275-degree pit, and it takes them right at 30 minutes. Yeah. And them jokers get crispy and have a ton of flavor inside and out. I like the, the Cajun Bones will jump out of them. Outside, yeah. So I saw someone in the comment section saying they were rubbery. You could tell. I was like, these are not rubbery. When they come out of the bowl after 15 minutes, the skin's soft and rubbery, but they're not done at this point. And that's why I let them set and air dry and then spray them with a little cooking spray, a little fat. And that helps them start sizzling when you put them on the grill and you season them up. And they get crispy. They get real crispy. They get even more crispy by rendering that fat in that bowl. See, I think so, too. Because pellet grills produce a really good crispy wing, yeah. but if you take the time to boil them first, yeah, there. And you know what? There's some more controversy on that too. And I don't know if it's a YouTube thing or a TikTok thing, but people have this premonition or this side they're taking on washing chicken. Yeah. Now, have you ever, of all your life, seen anybody wash chicken before you cook it? It is the worst thing you can do. It, you'll spread germs from water splashing to everything. Oh, you, get, you really probably need to deep clean your kitchen after you do it if you put your chicken in the sink and start washing it. I thought the FDA came out and said don't oh, wash they have. chicken anymore. They, yeah, they have. You, do not, you are not supposed to wash your chicken. I don't know where this came from. People thinking that, and I've seen idiots on there like putting soap and stuff on it and scrubbing oh, the chicken. Oh, no. I mean. I have seen people. Like sit down with a bowl of water and wash wash the wash and, each piece of and chicken, cut every little thing that's imperfection off of it. That is just nuts. I don't have the time now. Maybe if I had just plucked it, like I went out <laughs> to the yard, I chased down a chicken, <laughs> I found me a stump and got my axe out, stretched his head out, chopped his head off, and then I plucked him. I'd probably wash him then. Yeah, I'd probably wash him then. You know, you pulled out all his guts, everything you got to do, processed the chicken. I probably would wash him then. Well, do you wash a turkey? No. I guess a brine. Yeah, I mean, I throw it at brine, but yeah. you know, anything like that, you don't wash. You're doing way, you're going to, you're going to do way much more contamination or the chance, odds are you'll get somebody sick uh, washing it than you would just cook, season it and cooking it. That's bizarre. It is so bizarre. And then people say, you just contaminated that pot of crawfish bowl. 
was like, how? <laughs> Are you serious? People were saying that? Yes. There's bacteria all in it now. There was the, I mean, if they can withstand. That's a little, a little gross there. Tense. I'm sorry. <coughs> Choked a little. Are you ready? If they can withstand 212 degree temperatures for hour or so, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Tough, yeah, that's impressive. That's some serious bacteria. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that's interesting. <laughs> I just can't believe that the, they said that you contaminated the crawfish pot. So I have some community questions for you. All right. Let's work them. Um, this one I thought was a great question. Jordan asked, I was thawing a pork butt out in the sink and forgot to put it back in the fridge overnight. Did you wash it? <laughs> <laughs> he scrubbed it out of it. <laughs> um he said, is it cool? It, he said, it is still cool to the touch, but it's not cool. Is it okay? Yes and no and no and yes. <laughs> I mean, technically, no. It's been in the danger zone way, way too long. But. <laughs> Would you cook it for yourself? I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was froze solid. I left it sitting in the sink. I've done it. Yeah. I ain't proud to say it, but I've done it. Um, That's one of those things. I mean, I, the reason why is because the top portion of that is, is going to thaw out faster than the core. And so you you risk being in that danger zone too long on the outside of that meat, What's which is where between 40 and 140. Temperature, uh, Fahrenheit, is the danger zone. And so you got to think, if that meat's been sitting out, it's probably 70-ish degrees in your house. Outside's going to thaw out first. I don't know if he, I still had it in the cryovac or it was just exposed to air. If exposed to air, probably really promoting. Really, bad, yeah. But in a cryovac, maybe less. But, it, I mean, really ain't supposed to do it. Could you kill somebody? I don't know if you'd kill them, but you'd probably put them in the toilet <laughs> for a long time, more than they wanted to be. Have you seen that thing about you can't eat at everybody's house? Yes, that's kind of the thing. <laughs> so what you do there, yeah, what, what I would do, do, my solution would be, if that's ever the case, you know you need it thawed out by morning. You can uh, drop it down in a cooler and fill it up with water, put a bag of ice in there, that temperature alone is going to let it thaw. A lot of times it'll thaw all the way completely and you still held it cold. You can you can put it, submerge it in water. You need to let that water kind of drip to where fresh water is getting in, you know, the older water is getting out. So there's a steady stream of cool water. That's safer. Um, still not recommended. It's recommended to let it slow thaw. <clears throat> but speed thawing, that's, I mean, so we've all done it. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Yeah. But I've, I have found, I mean, even like, I think the cooler method with water is faster than just letting it sit in a sink, you know, out in the open. And you're keeping it at a certain temp. And I know it's staying in a certain temp. I know I know it's, it's staying, staying a safer temp. Yeah. yeah. 
So Alex asked, this is actually, uh, I looked at the question. I was like, oh, that's a good question. Then I realized it was a- Alex Phelan. Oh, that's your answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says, he should have just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning to smoke some next wings. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm planning to smoke some wings. Friends are coming over. Um, he's planning to basically toss them in a few different sauces mm-hmm. when it's time to serve. Um, and he typically does them dry with rub and uh, voodoo. Uh, and so he doesn't you know, worry about putting too much seasoning on them. But if he's planning to toss them in a couple different sauces, um, what should he season them with? Just AP. Just AP. I, I hit them with like a duck fat spray or some kind of vegetable cooking spray. Hit them with the AP. Smoke them till they're done. And then have your different bowls with your different sauces to toss them in. Because, I mean, not saying that they would be bad if they had rub and stuff, but you're you're kind of changing the flavor and you're yeah. doing yourself a disadvantage on whatever kind of sauce you're trying to make them, you know. But a, an AP or an all-purpose. Yeah, yeah. Or, it, salt and pepper would be fine. Salt, pepper, garlic, anything like that. It'd be I mean, universal. Personally, I use AP. Yeah. yeah. It'd be universal enough to yeah, definitely, yeah, use definitely. it for all sauces. And That's you right. still get your base Savory yeah, you get the savory note yeah. there with it. Yeah, so it's just not plain chicken. I have I have done them just plain. Start them out plain and cook them, and that way you can let people choose what sauce they like because you can have a bunch of different varieties or whatever. Yeah. To do that, the easy way for me to toss the sauces, I buy these, but they're called takeaways from uh, it's a rubber like Walmart yeah. or Kroger. You buy a three-pack. Yeah, so you can do three different wings in them. They're perfect for tossing wings. They come with the lid. Put them in there, pour your little sauce in, put your four or five wings in there, toss them around, and then so you keep one sauce bowl for each thing. You're not constantly washing a bowl out or, you know, contaminating all the sauce or not contaminating, but mixing flavors with all the sauces and stuff. But it's and it's, it's a cheap way to have different bowls and then you just chunk them in a dishwasher and go on about your business. They're kind of one of those disposable Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're not gonna last dishwash. you forever. Yeah. It's not your grandma's Tupperware. But they're big enough you that get, you can get a full football season out of them. They're big enough you can actually toss. Yeah. And yeah they yeah. have a lid so it contains oh, the mm-hmm, mess mm-hmm. and Yep. That's why I like it's them. a good little application for them. Well Malcolm, that's all I have for you today. Hey. What do you what do you have coming up? Um Hogs <laughs> for the calls. I know yeah. that. We're doing, um, I got to do, I'm doing an Easter ham video. Easter's right around the corner. So I figured everybody, you know, might be cooking a ham, maybe a different take on one. I didn't realize how close Easter was until I was looking at the calendar. Yeah, it's like two or, three or, weeks or something. Yeah. yeah. We're almost through with March. Doesn't seem right. It's Memphis and May's fixing to be here. But I've got a few other TikToks coming out. We've got that, we've got that uh, butterfly experiment with the chicken legs. See how that is. Um, Tyler, can you think of any other recipes that are? Uh, work? There's going to be a few. Uh, I think there was one with some. Um, it was a crawfish sauce. That yeah, I did the yeah, shrimp. Yeah, yeah. I call it my shrimp sauce, but it's, I usually make it for crawfish boils because it's just like a little creamy blue plates of foundation, and I throw a bunch of other good stuff in there, and it's the dipping sauce. It'd be good for a po, po boy tea. Oh yeah, it'd be great. It's either, it's basically a fried seafood sauce. It goes yeah, with it. or or boiled seafood. I like dipping my uh, crawfish boiled potatoes. They're great in it. The corn's good in it. (laughs) Yeah. It's good on all kinds of stuff. It's got a blue plate in it. I've did, uh, I don't know if that Charlie Ranch, we're going to have to look at that Tito's with the the infused vodka one. That might be one we've dropped. It's a little out there. (laughs) I think. A little unconventional. So you basically. uh, You cook some Tito's in the dishwasher. (laughs) I saw another dude do it. Really, I did it because I saw this other dude do it. And he was like, saw somebody else do it. And I said, do you think that really works? 
And I had to try it. I'd be dead gone if it didn't. <laughs> I need to bring it up here and let Jacob try it. Yeah, he's 21 he's now. 21 now. 21. He's good enough to be corrupted now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, try to, oh, I got that. Is there going to be a video, a short video that Asian, the spicy Thai Asian kind of uh, sauce? Yeah, it yep. came out on YouTube. Shorts? Yet, yeah, yesterday yeah. or the day before. And, uh, we're going to make it into a TikTok, too, so it'll hit TikTok, too. Good, good. But, yeah, and it's a good little sauce, too. Yeah, we'll have some more stuff coming out this spring. Yeah. Tyler, is there anything we need to... We do lots of giveaways over on the Let's Get to Cooking community page, so if you guys want to be a part of those, make sure you guys head over to Facebook.com and search for the Let's Get to Cooking community. It's not too hard to find. And also, make sure you guys are posting your questions on there. Uh, they might be featured on next week's episode, so... Yeah. All right, Cheryl, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How To BBQ, right? On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. All right. Well, we will be back next week to talk some more delicious recipes and uh, who knows what we're up to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be planning a trip to New Orleans. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to be booking out, going to New Orleans, yeah. for hogs for the calls. So if y'all are down there, look for us at the Blue Plate tent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's something. Do you think they got like a mayonnaise costume? Uh, they have they a mayonnaise blow up. about my Blue Plate? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we will see y'all next week. We gone.